Can you hear me? <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Nick. Hola, Nick! Just wanted to take a few minutes to let you find folks know how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at the It's Too Wordy One and on Instagram. Just look for It's Too Wordy. We also have a Discord set up, The Haunted Log. If you like what you hear, maybe considering throwing us some of your spare change. Maybe some of your hard-earned loot. Maybe some stuff you find in your car cushions. Who knows? Anything will go a long way. And you can do that by visiting our Patreon page at Patreon backslash HouseBTS. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. Good evening and welcome to the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Midnight Theater Presents The Fantastic Four, episode 13, which is taken from Fantastic Four issue 12 from the original series from 1963, written by Jack Kirby and... Ooh, no. Uh, drawn by Jack Kirby and written by Stanley. <laughs> um, let's... Yeah, I know. Well... If you talk to Jack Kirby, he wrote it all. He wrote it all. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you're talking to Jack Kirby, that's really impressive. Right. I was talking to him yesterday. <laughs> I've been seeing some weird shit down here. <laughs> I'm joined by... Kirk. Ryan. And we're going to listen to the episode and be right back after this to talk about it. So sit back and enjoy. Attention, all true believers. Marvel Comics is on the air. Straight from the pages of the world's greatest comic magazine come the adventures of the Fantastic Four. This week, we'll see the first rematch with a villain from the past, the fearless foursome face, Prince Namor, the Submariner. At last, we meet again. This time, it is on my terms. The Undersea Monarch versus Comicum's greatest superheroes, and Stan will begin our epic in just half a moment. <laughs> Having last week defeated the Red Ghost on the moon, the Fantastic Four are nearly home and headed for more adventures. We've just received radio clearance from the field. I better take over the controls now. It's almost time to land this crate. Okay, partner, but this bird practically flies herself. I wonder if we'll get much of an ovation when we land. As the mighty moonship prepares to land, the excitement on the ground reaches a fevered pitch as all eyes scan the skies above until... There they are! I see them! Get those emergency vehicles over there. I'm the double. It's them all, right? I, I see the number four on the tail. As the ship comes to a stop... Easy now, girls. Let's not lose our dignity. That boy. Oh, two bags. I saw him first. No, he's mine. What a shot. Too fantastic. Meanwhile, as at every major event, there's someone cashing in on the action. And my fearless wrestler, the Golden Angel, challenges the thing to a fight and a finish. Did you get all that, boys? I'm all a crummy cornball. So you're the Golden Angel, are uh, yet? Well, I ain't fighting you. Because you're too tough for me. <laughs> and Sue Storm has her troubles. But you can't turn this down. A lifetime contract in Hollywood? Don't miss the hit, Miss Storm. I'm prepared to offer you a fortune for endorsement of our new deodorant on TV. Oh, leave me alone. Hey, where did she go? Some people just ain't got no gratitude. 
But finally, they get away from the matting crowd and reach their famous Baxter Building headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. Within a few hours, things are back to normal. There, that ought to wrap up this report to NASA about our new rocket fuel. I'll ask Sue to type it up so we can send it off to Washington by special courier. Oh, there she is, working with my new experimental probing eye. Looks like she's searching the bottom of the sea. So there you are. I've been looking for you. Oh, Reed, you startled me. I'm sure I know why. You're still thinking about Submariner, aren't you, Sue? Well, I... No need to answer. Sometimes I wish you could find him so we could settle things between us once and for all. Anyway, here's that report for NASA. A few minutes later... Strange how no one is ever really master of his own fate. I've always thought I could accomplish almost anything with my scientific talents and my superflex body. The world knows me as Mr. Fantastic, and yet I'm unable to win my most cherished goal. I cannot conquer the heart of the woman I love. But, back in the screening room... I might as well recall the probing eye. The oceans are too vast, too deep, too endless. But Mariner could be anywhere. And at a signal from thousands of miles away, the probing device is lifted from the sea and heads back to New York City. This marvel, created by the scientific genius of Reed Richards, is to Sue Storm just a means to contact the monarch of the sea, a means which failed. And in a seedy sanitarium on the outskirts of town, a scene is taking place which will have far-reaching consequences for our fantastic cast of characters. There's no need for you to stay here any longer, sir. You're cured. Oh, I know that. I've been cured for months. I have already stayed here to let the world forget me. But you would not understand that. After leaving the rest home, the strange little man wanders into a city park and begins to whittle, muttering to himself. The foolish thought they killed me months ago, but how wrong they told me. Now it is time for me to come out of hiding to plan a fitting revenge for the accursed Fantastic Four. I shall not risk my own neck, however. A scapegoat will do the job for me. But who? Some old enemy. Perhaps the Mole Man or the Hulk. No, the four beat them in the past and they might do it again. Dr. Doom once brought them to a standstill, but he's vanished from the earth. Wait, I have it. The ideal tool for my plans. The mighty Submariner. He shall do the bidding of the puppet master. (laughs) Even as the puppet master makes his preparations, many fathoms beneath the sea which is his kingdom, the legendary Submariner, still searching for some trace of his vanished people, finds a startling clue... At last, traces of an unofficial ship. Proof that my keeper have been here within the past decade. With every new discovery, I come closer to finding my race, the submariners. It is they I seek to claim my royal heritage. But suddenly, as though struck by some unseen hand, the mighty Prince Namor comes to a sudden stop. Some powerful occult force takes control of his body. Oh, what's happened? Like a man in a trance, he returns to his headquarters, looking neither right nor left. I have a mission to perform. I cannot disobey. The puppet master commands it. 
Upon reaching his private quarters, Submariner flings open heavy drapes and faces the strangest form of undersea life, the wondrous Mento fish, which can sense human thoughts and transmit them to any point on Earth through mental energy. Facing the awesome creature, the only fish of its type in the world, Namor thinks but one thought over and over. So, this is Submariner. And following silent instructions whispered in her mind, Sue finds herself at a deserted pier on New York's Lower East Side. I'll stay invisible until I see whether or not it's a trap. No, it couldn't be a trick. It's him. I'd recognize him anywhere. Nemor, I've come as you asked. But why don't you speak? Say something. Sea Monarch wordlessly moves aside to reveal a fluttering hypnofish behind him, with its single hypnotic eye focused upon Sue. He is under your spell. Now do as I have instructed. And at Namor's command, the amazing creature forms a huge air bubble around the docile figure of Sue Storm, and then... Into the sea with her! <laughs> And so, having blindly followed her heart, the invisible girl has unwittingly set the stage for one of the Fantastic Four's most dangerous adventures, and a grinning figure gloats over his success. And now it is time for step two of my plan. The puppet master is in his hideout, making new effigies. My revenge will be much sweeter if I do not use the Fantastic Four, but leave them free while the Submariner under my control defeats them. Meanwhile, back at their skyscraper headquarters, the Fantastic Four are still unaware of the dire danger which awaits them. Hey, how much longer do I have to hold this? Feels like it weighs ten tons. It does. I'm testing the exact limits of your strength once and for all. Well, tell that blazing brat to stop flying around here or I'm gonna... Hey, who's that over there? It's Submariner! Out of my way! I'm way ahead of you, pal. Hey, what gives? My fireball went right through him. Oh, yeah? Well, my fist won't... Well, there's nothing there. Just a ghost or something. There's more to this than meets the eye. That's not Namor at all, but a mental projection of him. Remember, that's one of his powers. And I have come to tell you, I have some storm as my prisoner. I defy you to invade my other's realm in an attempt to rescue him. Or if you do, I shall destroy you all. Ever! What are you doing with my sister? He's gone. And we're going after him. We'll rip up half the ocean if we have to, but we'll get Sue back. And, in a Navy surplus, one-man submarine... I have done it. I have assembled my little cast of characters, and the stage is now set. Let the curtain up, and the action begin. Even though none of my actors know that I, the puppet master, am directing from behind the scenes, I shall witness the final demise of my arch-enemies at the hands of my powerful pawn, the Submariner.
Reed, Ben, and Johnny are aboard the fantastic car, heading into the most complex problem of their careers. Just in case we don't return, we'd better leave the keys to our secret files with the commissioner. Are you kidding? What chance is that animated sardine have against us? Reed's right, Gruesome. All right, then while you campfire boys are doing your good deed, I'm going to say goodbye to Alicia. Meet us at our private pier in half an hour. See you later, Romeo. You lousy squirt. I just don't want her worried about where I am. Here's a good place to leave this flying hot rod. Oh, what's this? Hey, you can't park that thing here. This lot is for parking cars, not flying saucers. Where you been, old man? Ain't you never seen a car with wings before? Well, there's nothing in the rule book about cars with wings. Just to play it safe, I better charge you double rates in advance. What? Double? Yeah... Here's your dough, Smiley. Go split it with your partner, Jesse James. And a few minutes later, at Alicia's apartment... Oh, Ben, I'm frightened. The Submariner is so powerful, so unpredictable. He will be facing him where he's the strongest in his own domain. Well, you know, Reed, Johnny, and yours truly ain't exactly babes in arms. But, Ben, if anything should happen to you, I don't know what I'd do. You mean much to me, and I'd be alone with no one to look after me. Uh, nah. Okay, Alicia, honey, I'll take you with us, huh? Whatever happens, we'll be together. And so, at the appointed time, in the appointed place... Hi, Ben. Hello, Alicia. I kind of thought Ben would bring you along. Welcome aboard. What? I was all set for a knockdown hassle about why she can't come with us. Hey... What's this thing? Admiral Sawyer was good enough to loan us this experimental bathysphere. No questions asked. Let's all get aboard so we can get started. Lots of work ahead. Now watch your step, Alicia. And as the undersea quest for Submariner begins... Tell me, how are we going to find Fishman anyway? This is a pretty big ditch. I suspect that he inhabits the very deepest regions of the sea, such as the area we're in now. Be on your guard. He could be observing us this minute. Yeah. Let him observe all he wants. When we find him... I'm going to mop up the ocean floor with him. Why do you all hate him so? But before Alicia's question can be answered... Look at that. We're being attacked by some kind of undersea porcupine. Those quills can't hurt us, but this must only be the beginning. Wait, the ship is starting to spin. We're being swept up in an oceanic tornado. If this keeps up, this bathysphere will be pulled apart. Open the escape hatch, Reed. My flame can help. Good idea, Johnny. What? Don't let him read. He'll drown out there. Don't worry, Thing. By making my flame white hot, I can temporarily turn the water into steam and dispel the spinning currents while my flame lasts. Flame on. There. I did it. The tornado's dissipating, but so is my flame. And I can't hold my breath much longer. The water pressure will crush me. But a strong, supple arm stretches out, and Mr. Fantastic grabs the helpless lad and pulls him into the safety of the bathysphere's interior. You'll be okay after a little rest. Sure, as long as Submariner ain't got some other little cute tricks up his sleeve. So, they've escaped my first traps. Now the battle begins in earnest. Yes, my unsuspecting victims. Come closer. Just a little closer. Ah, they are trapped by my ally, the giant scavenger crab. And then, it could be minutes or hours later... 
Reed, Ben, Johnny, and Alicia find themselves in Prince Namor's giant undersea living quarters. You wonder how you came to be here. This scavenger crab gives off a vapor which puts you to sleep. Now you are here and my prisoners. Don't bet on it, Namor. Only time will tell whether you've captured us or we have you. Bah! You do not impress me. Now see the one you so foolishly came to rescue. There. She is confined in an air-filled sphere inside my largest and most prized aquarium. Guarded by the mightiest octopus in all the seven seas. Hey! The octopus is trying to get her. If any harm comes to my sister... Easy, Johnny. There's something strange going on. Submariner loves Sue. He wouldn't... Let's take him. I will butter each of you, but one at a time, as is the custom of my people. Who will be first? I will, you fishy creep. Flame on! I am prepared for you, Torch! There is an undersea creature which devours any kind of heat, and this is it! I shall defeat your brain finally with this heat eater! Oh, I'm getting weak! Mm, it's working! The creature absorbs your heat like a sponge takes up water! Oh no, I'm going to fall! The human torch! Ah, look at yourself! All that remains is for me to finish you with my bare hands. Oh, no, you don't, my oh. face. That brave little kid is worth a dozen double crosses like you. Prince Neymar is not a puny, surface person that cringes at the sound of your voice. Hey, you slippery eel, come back here and fight. I'll fight you, ugly one. Never fear, but on my terms. Here, a small token of fight. It's razor sharp. My dagger needle coral is not to your liking. Perhaps this deep sea fungus will suit you better. Come over here and fight you, wimp. What's this? Ah, didn't I tell you that one piece of fungus grows and spreads out over any living thing it touches? Soon it will engulf your entire body as it grows harder and harder. <laughs> I have beaten you. You are trapped in a living prison from which there is no escape. Did anyone ever tell you you talk too much? Good work, big fella. I'll go after him while you rescue Susan. Right. You stay here with you, honey, and I'll bring you back some octopus pie. Be careful, Ben. You fought the others to a standstill by resorting to outside powers. But now it's just you and me, Namor, one-on-one. The others make the most noise, but I have always sensed that you are their superior. Now you shall see the submariner is by far your superior. Then shattered your living prison. And you cannot escape from this human prison composed of my stretched arm. Oh, sooner or later, you have to release the tension. And when you do... Meanwhile... Ben is about to come to grips with Namor's mighty octopus threatening Sue's air-filled sphere. Don't worry, Sue. Look at the size of that blob. I can just get his attention. And get his attention he does. The giant eight-armed guard now gropes for the form of the thing. But it is the thing who takes hold of the creature. Okay, Octo. You're going for a free ride. Then, as the mindless monster goes hurtling to the top of Namor's enormous Sanctum Sanctorum, Ben rushes to Sue's chamber and pulls her to safety. Brave kid. Not a peep out of her. But another pair of eyes are focused on this tense scene. Bah! 
The Fantastic Four are more powerful than I thought. Even in his own undersea lair, Submariner may be beaten by the accursed four. I can no longer let events take their natural course. Now that the girl is free, Mr. Fantastic has released Namor. The Submariner has not yet attempted to kill them, only defeat them. So long as I hold your effigy, Prince Namor, you must do my bidding. You are to slay the Fantastic Four. Just as I have toppled their puppet images. And what comes of this toppling of the Fantastic Four's effigies by the Puppet Master in the Submariner's lair? Namor, let's stop this struggle. Why have you turned against Sue? Stay back. I must slay you. All of you. Now. I have no choice. Ben, dear, although I cannot see... I sense another sinister presence here, like the presence of my stepfather. The puppet master? That would explain it. But how? He's dead, eh? This grunt is my ultimate weapon. Who are you trying to kid? Looks like captives. This releases a gas that no surface human can tolerate. Release the fumes. I command you. I must release these fumes. They are your enemies. You are my enemies. I must kill you. You are under my power. You must do my bidding. It is you or me. I must destroy you. All of you, stay behind me. I ain't so easy to kill, and it'll give you some time. That's a thing. You keep him busy while I take some preventative measures. No! Come, kill! Intend to release the fumes. What's controlling me? And as the vapors clear, you are still alive. But no one can survive exposure to those gases. Not even you. You think we'd be unprepared for such a threat as that? These flexogen packets work great. Here, Alicia, I'll help you with yours. Now, Namor, for the final reckoning. It's clobbering time! Flame on! I want him first. Wait, listen to me. He doesn't know what he's doing. What, Alicia? Alicia's right. He's under some sort of evil influence. Stand aside, woman. They do not frighten the Prince Namor! But unknown to all, the giant octopus, which the thing hurled from Namor's aquarium in the last episode, has crashed through the outer plexiglass skin of Namor's haven. Once more free to ravage the ocean's depths, the mindless monster seeks and finds a new victim. What's that up ahead? The giant octopus. It's coming toward me. Too late to change course. I'll construct a special energy. He's coming closer. But no one shall defeat the puppet master. Just another but second you or two. cannot control the mind oh, of a mindless creature. He's going to crush the ship. And in the same instant, Submariner recoils as if his mind has received some violent shock. to Namor. No time for that now, Sue. This whole place is filling up with water. Oh, Ben. It's okay, honey. We'll get out of this. What's happening here? How dare you invade my private sanctum? Explain yourself. What? 
He's either acting or he really was under some kind of spell. Sue, so, you come to me at last. No, Namor. Much as you fascinate me, my loyalties are still with Reed. As for my heart, perhaps someday it will be able to make its final choice. But not as yet. Then enough. I do not beg. I have a mission to complete. Sooner or later, I will locate the lost trace of submariners. And when I do, we shall see to whom this planet really belongs. Now be gone and take this girl with you, Reed Richards. And hold her if you can. But heed my words, never shall she forget Prince Nemo. Let's get out of here before Fishman starts reciting Hamlet. Goodbye, Nemo. I hope that someday you'll lose the bitterness in your heart and become our friend. Friend? It is too mired a word for Submariner. Farewell for now. I wonder, the puppet master controlling the Submariner? I've never felt a presence like that, except when around my stepfather. Don't worry, Alicia, honey. You're safe with me around. Strange. I cannot remember what brought him here, and yet... I feel as though a terrible weight has been lifted from me. This is the last episode in the present cycle of the Marvel Comics radio series. The entire project has been an incredible experience for all of us. The scripts for the next 13 weeks are already being written, so we'll be back soon with more adventures from the mighty land of Marvel. Some of the people that made this series what it is are Richie Becker, Bob Michelson, Ken Landis, Don Bird, Roy Schmecka, Cynthia Height, Mouse, Carrot, Pencil, Duck, and most of all, you. Thank you. As always, the fantastic cast is... Cynthia Adler. Bob Maxwell. Phil Murray. Jim Pappas. Terry Durheiden. Narration by Smile and Stan Lee. Special sounds created by P. Craig Turner. Any resemblance between characters created in these radio programs and real persons living or dead is purely coincidental. All right, well, the return of the Submariner, everybody's and favorite voice, the Puppet Master, and the Puppet Master, which I could have sworn it was Doctor Doom and the Submariner, but yeah, I maybe I'm just having a Mandela effect where I remember this being something different. Maybe I just didn't catch it, but how is he still alive since Alicia pushed him out of the apartment building? He landed on one of those uh, tarp things underneath the. Right. One of the building awnings? Yes. Did he he get squished? Because I heard something like short. (laughs) No, it was just the cart of tomatoes that was underneath the awning. Right. (laughs) Everybody thought he was dead because tomato blood everywhere. Okay, so this has a weird Submariner power in it. Like, he has the ability to mentally project his images, which, as you know, is a power of his, like they say in the episode. Like, that is not a power of the Submariner. No, I'm sorry. When did he get that? I thought he could just talk to fish. He got... He, right. Oh, that's right. He does, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> so... That's the other guy. So, it's funny that the the Fantastic Four return from the moon, and they're like, I wonder what kind of ovation we're going to get. And they open the door to the ICBM or whatever they're flying in, and there's a crowd of people out there. Just like, oh, and and the girls are swooning over Reed. <laughs> like, oh, his voice. Oh, it just, it's like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we know who Stan's favorite character was. It but... was Mr. Fantastic, the old, old asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot what show we were on. <laughs>
one thing I did like about this was uh, Sue is looking for the Submariner using um, probes in the ocean. Yeah. And Reed catches her. <laughs> She's like, what? 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 He's like, what? He's like, I know. And I, I, want, I want to meet this. I want the Submariner to come back so we can discuss some stuff. He's he like, what are you going to discuss, Reed? He can't even get the woman he loves. The little inner monologue. Right. He can't, he can't even capture the, the heart of the woman that he loves. Like, you, here's an idea. Maybe trade her like a woman opposed to... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sue's just thing. here. <laughs> yeah, that's how we think about her, General. My God. <laughs> so this is the final episode, and th- there's a weird part where they're saying, you know, this, this show couldn't have been done without these people. And they name off a whole bunch of people, and then they name off Mouse, Carrot, Pencil, and Duck. Who the hell is that? I don't know. Is it like... Just some weird nickname that you gave people because I kind of took it as it's like those background noise creators. Mm-hmm. They're you know because I mean what were they? Mouse pencil, mouse squeaks, duck mouse and quack, carrot. Carrot. Okay, I don't I don't know about pencil or yeah I don't I don't know carrot but maybe a redheaded kid maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, that would have been nice. nice that that was the biggest that mystery is. out of the whole Fantastic like, Four. Who are these? Who's Carrot? I wonder if it's a reference to possibly their way of saying thanks to Disney and Warner Brothers for creating cartoons and animation and stuff like that that kind of helped develop some of the comic stuff. Maybe. Because you got Mouse, Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. Carrot could be Bugs Bunny, Pencil, some other character or something that's deep and bro. then duck i mean you got two ducks daffy daffy and donald. donald destroyer destroyer and, and well, howard and <laughs> howard and destroyer were not around when this was created so i'm pretty sure that's not the case however you know maybe that's their kind of way of saying it without copyright infringement of right thanks to these people for creating these characters that inspired us to make these characters yeah. All right, that's Maybe. my deep thought for the night. I'm done. Thank you. I'm out. Deep wow. thoughts with cool. Ryan. All right. I kind of like this episode, but I still hate the sound effect that they do for the Puppet Masters when he's talking. Or even internal monologue that he has. Yeah. It's that stupid echo with that's the modulation fault. over it. That's Pencil's fault. It's Pencil's fault. I was going to blame go, Duck. Pencil. Dumb Duck. Damn carrot. And what's weird, okay, so they're they're going to go... Under underwater, and they go separate to. Okay, so they they gotta go save Sue, right? Again, and they're like, "Yeah, just we'll meet you back here in half an hour." What? <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a Fantastic Four that splits into four pieces. You meet back in five minutes. You go get Alicia, and Johnny goes wherever he goes. Oh, that was the other thing. Reed was like. I kind of figured he'd bring you Alicia. I'm like, no, you didn't, you yeah. smug little bastard. Now, to be fair, if you do the previous episodes, they don't know if they're going to end up time warping back to the Egyptian times or right. anything else. They have to have that 30 minutes. They Right. And and so Alicia can bring him back. And they might need, right. They might need to train Alicia. again for three or four hours how to use the equipment. Yep. They might need her to learn how to use the submarine. But... I don't know. Just the okay. You kill off, and I can I'll never remember this guy's voice. You 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 kill off the puppet master in episode two or three or whatever it was, 
And then he's like, miraculously, he's back. He like just was in a home until everybody forgot about him. He was in a mental institution. Bonnie and tomato carts do miraculous things. Right? Jeez. I was like, I thought he died. I, I love the fact that he was trying to make uh, an effigy out of the giant octopus yeah, at the yeah. end. And he was just like carving really fast. And he's like, a, a couple more minutes, a couple more minutes. And then he's like, <laughs> 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 he just gets devoured by the giant octopus. Pretty sure he does come back from that one. He will. And there was a weird... No, he hit. This is the final episode. He oh, does. yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're done. There was a, a weird line where Stan Lee was talking about, oh, in the last issue or episode, we we, we saw the giant octopus. And it's like, no, that's oh, this episode. That's this episode. That's this Stan. episode. Um, was this supposed to be a two-parter that you were just like, uh, season's over. Let's just shove it together. Who knows? We know that it didn't come back for nope. a second season. But what would the next 13 episodes be like another, that they were writing at the time? Another train wreck. <laughs> I kind of wondered what it would have been like. That they would have introduced nice to know. The, the Inhumans. Then they would have introduced the Silver Surfer and Galactus. And How in the hell would they have done Black Bolt? <laughs> Maybe just internal. Like, and then I was thinking... <laughs> I can't talk or I'll blow My husband says, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just Medusa. To- and the Frightful Four. You could bring the Frightful Four in. I, yeah. I kind of wonder where it would have went. Probably would have been cool. I got to be honest. I don't care enough about the Fantastic Four to see where this would have gone. I would have liked to see Galactus, like Nick said, Galactus and the Silver Surfer and the Inhumans. But that's about it. Can you imagine sound effects for Galactus? Oh, God. Somebody eating a bunch of McDonald's bags. And <laughs> <laughs> He's devouring the Earth. Oh, that's the other one. The sound effect for the... Can I see that can? The sound effect for the crumpling of the submarine. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> oh. So... Um, I can't wait for next week. Daredevil, right? Doctor Strange! No! No more Marvel. We're going old school. We're going back to I Love a Mystery. Can't wait. Ryan's face is super excited for this. And I'm super excited for this. Kirk hasn't listened to it yet, but he's going to listen to it this week. I'm going to start, and I'll probably listen to all the episodes. Yep. And I can't wait to get into something good. (laughs) It's great. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and then after I Love a Mystery, we're going to move into probably 13 episodes of The Shadow. And then we'll, we'll see where we go, we'll from, go there. from there. Yep. All right. All right. So, um, Goodbye, Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Ish. Well, like I said, you have to get through the crap to appreciate the good. Yep. So now you're going to... You're gonna you're gonna hear from probably one of the greatest writers from the old time radio times, and nothing will compare to this. The shadow, the Better shadow will compare. Dagger? Yes, yes, yes. Mm, okay. Yeah, it was okay. so so, so good. much better than Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, Cloak right. and Dagger was great. It was great, but I love a mystery is by far. I'm excited for this one, and I'm excited for the shadow. Better. Yeah, those are the two I'm excited for. Cause my grandma used to listen to The Shadow. Yeah. When she was a little girl. So. Yeah. Maybe some Little Orphan Annie then too. Yep. No. We're not. No. We're not. No.
I get my fill of a little orphan Annie from Christmas Story. Every year, I'm done. I think for, for Ryan, we'll listen to the old Superman adventures, or the adventures of Superman with the Batman in it. Oh! <gasps> yeah! Is he a detective? No. No? He's a goofball. <laughs> perfect! Perfect! <laughs> he, he, he takes place now! <laughs> he's, he's 40s Batman, so... Okay, cheesy. Yeah. All right. Takes place now. And it takes place in a circus. Or a, a state fair. Okay. <laughs> oh, you'll love it. All right, it's been Nick. Kirk. Ryan. Bye. See you.